I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth and Mission. We have breaking news today. San Francisco Supervisor Aaron Peskin has announced he's entering rehab for alcohol treatment. Peskin represents the city's District 3, which includes Chinatown and North Beach. In an emailed statement, Peskin wrote, quote, I stand by my long legislative and civic record, but must also take full responsibility for the tenor that I have struck in my public relationships. For that, I am truly sorry. The news comes on the heels of inquiries submitted by The Chronicle over the past two days regarding complaints from City Hall staff and elected officials about his behavior. The supervisor has been a pivotal figure in San Francisco politics for over two decades. He's known for his agile politicking and has been a big proponent of land use and development, as well as historical preservation in the city. A very good friend of the show, former Fifth Emission co-host and columnist Heather Knight joins me to talk about the Chronicle's exclusive reporting on the news that's breaking now. Heather, it's so great to have you back on the show and in the interviewee seat for a change. <laughs> yes, it's good to see you and you're doing a great job as host. So congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. So Heather, I know that you've profiled Supervisor Aaron Peskin for the Chronicle in the past. How would you describe his influence and position in San Francisco? He's a very powerful person. He has been for the past 21 years. He was first elected to the Board of Supervisors from District 3, which includes North Beach and Chinatown, in 2000 as part of a wave, a progressive wave against then-Mayor Willie Brown. Um, He served for two terms and then was termed out. And then um, a lot of people don't know this, but you can actually run for supervisor again after you take a break. And so he ran again in 2015 and has been in office ever since. And he is very smart. Smart. He um, sits on the land use committee, which is um, very significant in terms of deciding what can be built and permitted in the city. He knows his planning code inside out, um, a, a very um, formidable politician, I would call him. And according to the, your reporting, Supervisor Peskin has been raising eyebrows for quite some time now. Is that right? Yes. Um, it's been kind of an open secret at City Hall that he has struggled with alcohol and that um, this has led to bullying behavior. Um, We've reported on incidences over the years, um, which seem to kind of you know, bubble up and then die down again. And he he's on better behavior for a while and then kind of reverts back to the way it was. Um, one example was um, former the former director of the port came forward. This was a long, um, several years ago uh, regarding late night harassing phone calls from Aaron Peskin. Um, he he said he would stop. He apologized. Um, but the late night phone calls have been a pattern where he um, berates city officials, department heads, um, fellow politicians and others. Um, another incident was a fire in North Beach where he was accused. Firefighters said he appeared drunk. He said he wasn't, but he was questioning the chief of the fire department while she's trying to put out a fire, um, telling her she wasn't doing her job, which obviously is not um, what the fire chief wants to hear literally while they're in the middle of putting out a fire. Um, so these incidences have made the Chronicle before, and then it kind of dies down for a while. What has happened recently that really brought this to the forefront? A lot of people have said his behavior has gotten worse during the pandemic. It may be that it's more noticeable on Zoom because, you know, his face is like right on the computer screen for the whole meeting rather than being one of 11 um, board members um, in the chamber 
with an audience, you know, it's, it's more noticeable when it's on zoom perhaps, but, um, it really came to a head on Tuesday in um, a board meeting when um, it was just a, a regular, very standard board item on the agenda, which was about spending bond money. And Phil Ginsburg, the director of the Recreation and Parks Department, was there to talk about spending bond money, super, you know, run of the mill government stuff. But um, Supervisor Peskin, as well as Supervisor Shimon Walton and Connie Chan, um, turned the topic away from the bond money and towards a very complicated, um, I won't get too much in the weeds here, but it relates to a letter that a nonprofit sent to Supervisor Chan in March and stems from the controversy over the Ferris wheel in Golden Gate Park. Um, it, it's just a three-month-old mm. argument over a Ferris wheel, basically, um, and they uh, railed at um, Phil Ginsburg, calling him racist and exclusive in the parks. And um, and and Supervisor Walton said that if he wasn't white, he probably would have been indicted by the FBI for corruption by now. And um, they just kind of hammered him. And then um, Supervisor Peskin was definitely leading the charge. And kept telling him to wipe the smirk off his face. And it was very uncomfortable to watch as a journalist. And I was getting texts from some supervisors like, are you watching this? But nobody was calling him out. And it just was allowed to go on. Um, and so we started looking into this a bit more and put the word out to dozens of people at City Hall saying, what is going on? And, um, and now we have this story. <laughs> we'll be right back. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Have there been any sort of egregious examples that maybe you can share that was revealed in the reporting? Well, the most troubling one, in my opinion, um, we learned about was from a a private phone conversation in June 2020. So this was a few months into the pandemic. Supervisors um, Aaron Peskin and Matt Haney and I believe one other supervisor were on a phone call along with their legislative aides discussing um, the gross receipts tax. Again, another very run-of-the-mill kind of boring city hall topic. But for some reason, um, Supervisor Peskin got very heated and um, we were told by two people who were on the call that he said, quote, why don't I take my dick out, you take your dick out, and then we'll have the mayor take her dick out, and we'll see whose is bigger. And we saw Jeez. some, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, saying that at any time is pretty awful, but especially when we have right. a, a female mayor, it's just very inappropriate and bizarre. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw text messages that were exchanged afterwards by people in that meeting who were very troubled and one person texted the comments tonight were really offensive i hope we can all agree that talking about sucking dick cursing and being clearly drunk on a call is not appropriate and then the other person said and it's also not okay that we even have to bring that shit up just not okay so to me this really points to the fact that this was very well known very troubling behavior and really nobody did much of anything about it so if I mean, that is that's pretty egregious. And I mean, if this was well known, have there been formal complaints logged about Supervisor Peskin? And how is Mayor Lennon Breed and other city officials responding now? Right. We could not find any formal um, document 
of any kind filed with anybody about this behavior, even though we know that it has gone on for years. It, our interviewing um, was all done and corroboration through talking to people directly, and we could not find any evidence of anything ever put in writing about this, at least not so far. Um, but we do know that Supervisor Matt Haney told us that he um, verbally expressed concern to the board president, Shimon Walton, and the clerk of the board about um, Supervisor Peskin's behavior, but we're not aware that anything was ever done about that. Um, and then we do know that Mayor London Breed was very bothered by the way her parks department head, Phil Ginsburg, was treated on Tuesday. And so on Wednesday morning, she gathered her department heads, 40 of them, um, on a Zoom call and told them that she was referring this issue to the city attorney's office and the um, human relations department at City Hall to see what can be done to curb, you know, erratic and inappropriate behavior by supervisors. Because to be fair, as a few people, including the mayor, have pointed out, it's not only Peskin, he seems to be the ringleader, but a couple of other supervisors, notably on Tuesday, supervisors Chan and Walton have kind of also crossed the line, some people would say. Nobody, I haven't heard anybody say alcohol is involved with them, but just in terms of kind of the bullying behavior. Um, he's not the only one who does that, but the mayor has asked for help on advice about what can be done about this. She also told the department heads that um, in the future, if they do not want to appear before the board because they're concerned about you know, this kind of um, being put on the spot and, and harassed and bullied, that they can go to her directly or to her chief of staff, Sean Ellsburned, and basically get out of appearing before the board. Aside from raising a red flag about Supervisor Peskin, I mean, it seems like this is an opportunity for the city to do a little self-examination of how they operate their city politics. Is that right? I think so. Um, I'm working on a follow-up. Stay tuned. Um, that will look at why so many people knew about this and and did nothing. I think that's, you know, a really bad piece of this story. I mean, a lot of this behavior happened in very public Board of Supervisors meetings where there's 10 other people sitting with him um, and, you know, however many people watching and aides and attorneys and all these people there and nobody did anything. It's really that's a really surprising part of it of, of this story right now. Uh, I mean, other than the statement that he released today via email, how has Supervisor Peskin acknowledged his questionable behavior? Well, um, Oftentimes when these come up, he will apologize um, the next day or, you know, a couple of days later to the person who was involved. And then it's just sort of swept under, under the rug. Um, <clears throat> in this case, he knew that we were um, interviewing a lot of people about his behavior. And we know that one of them went to him and told him that we were working on this story. And so he called um, a colleague of mine, Mallory Mensch, and um, said that he knew that we were working on this and she interviewed him Wednesday and um, he gave a very strange interview. He said he acknowledged that he has imbibed alcohol on the job and it's only gone to excess a couple of times, but he had a strange quote uh, about how um, it's not earth shattering news that politicians drink at work. And he pointed to world leaders who do the same thing, citing Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump. <laughs> In San Francisco, that's not exactly who you want to compare yourself to. And by the way, Donald Trump famously does not drink alcohol. Yeah, that that is not 
someone I would think that you would want to compare yourself to in terms of defending your behavior. No. But um, then today when he um, released a statement that he was um, seeking alcohol treatment, he asked us to strike Wednesday's interview from the record while acknowledging it was on the record. Um, he said that his comments were flippant, but we um, we are publishing his comments because they were on the record. Right. So now what does this all mean? Obviously, the city has a lot to grapple with. Next week, you know, the state reopens. There's all these issues that are outstanding in San Francisco. And we know that Supervisor Peskin is a very skilled politician and has been around for decades. What does this mean for the city now and how it's going to operate moving forward? Well, we don't know exactly what his um, seeking of alcohol treatment means. Um, We have not been able to clarify anything further with him today so far besides what was in his statement to us. Um, So we don't know if he'll still be attending meetings or not, or if he's taking a leave or anything like that. Um, If he were to resign or somehow lose his job over this, um, Mayor London Breed would appoint his replacement in District 3, who would probably have to face election pretty soon. But the bigger picture is that this is distracting um, everybody at City Hall at a time when the city city is just now emerging from a a deadly pandemic. I mean, we have so many huge issues to confront. Many kids still are behind a year in school. They need help. They need summer school. Um, Small businesses have been just battered. Um, The homelessness crisis is as bad as ever. We're targeted to lose a thousand people to drug overdoses this year. And the supervisors are fighting over Ferris wheels and, um, and now this. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. And I think San Franciscans de- deserve a lot better from City Hall. Yeah. Not a slow news day today, Heather. Thank you for covering this story and talking about it with me today. Thank you for having me. I'd like to thank my guest, Heather Knight, for joining me today. You can find the exclusive story about Supervisor Aaron Peskin's rehab announcement now on sfchronicle.com. Thanks to King Kaufman for his help with this episode and to you for listening. 